In the 1980s, director-producer Ivan Reitman helped alter the way Hollywood was making comedies. He produced Animal House and directed Meatball Stripes and Ghostbusters. Joining me now, Ivan Reitman. Welcome, sir. Thank Great you. to have you here. What do you learn from other directors, movies you see made? What informs what you do? Um, life. Uh, sounds so <laughs> big. <laughs> uh, particularly in a comedy. You know, the best comedy comes out of sort of real situations which are slightly exaggerated or where you skew things in just that way that we're reminded of the comedy of life. And I'm always trying to find that thing, you know. Um, What's that, that make, thing? That thing that makes the scene more delicious. Think of that thing that twists it a little bit so that the audience on a very regular basis is chuckling or laughing, hopefully. And that's a tremendous pressure, both on the performers and on, particularly on the director. Your move, cream move, cream move. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Flying saucers, which are really, yeah, you got it, time machines. I think a lot about this kind of stuff, about this kind of stuff. You think this is the real Quaid? It is, it is, it is. All right, welcome back to Terror Tinos. This is the movie discussion podcast where it's hosted by two childhood friends. My name is Mike Morales, and I'm here with Angel Eat Your Heart Out, Delion. <laughs> and so this, this is a podcast kind of dedicated to the films that we grew up on. We like to talk about these things. And in this episode, we want to talk about Ivan Reitman, a legendary filmmaker who passed away uh, almost a month ago, we just want to really kind of dedicate this episode on his filmography, talk about his life, his career, his comedies. I think the particularly for someone like us who grew up in the 80s and 90s, uh, Ivan Reitman was kind of this icon. Uh, certainly his films meant a lot to us, and I think um, we should talk about it a little bit. Um, what was uh, your feelings about Ivan Reitman, Angel? Well, it's it's weird because it's not like he lived next door and he was a friend or anything. But when you see so much of a person through all, all of their their works, you know, from his storytelling to his his directing, some of his acting, you get almost like get a good understanding of what kind of person they are. Mm -hmm. And he just seemed really, really down to earth. I liked his style. A lot of his his humor was. It, it was complex enough to, you wouldn't call it like stupid humor, but it wasn't so much so that it took forever to get it. Mm -hmm. It was it was very relatable. You know, his stories were good. They were clean. Um, I just, I, I dug it. And over the course of my lifetime, I had watched him make his movies. And it's almost like growing up with his arc of craft. You know what I mean? So when I was a kid, it was certain slapstick movies. And as I got older, they were... It almost seemed like he was gearing them more towards me as as my life went on. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I think I think Ivan Reitman was, you know, someone who um, kind of like a lot of great comedian or at least great comic filmmakers. They come onto the scene, they break out, and they kind of plant their flag and say, "We're going to change up the the idea of what comedy is." And this is what Ivan Reitman did in the eighties and nineties, and. He might not be my only comic influence. I mean, I would put a lot of other filmmakers and comedians on that list, but he certainly was one of the guys who I, I suppose, shaped my own kind of comic sensibilities. I think his movies really made me understand what comedy was and is and what was funny. And uh, that's I think that's why I felt this kind of sadness when I heard about his passing. You know, I was watching uh, the Super Bowl and already the Super Bowl was kind of filled with nostalgia anyway. I mean, he had the one of the great uh, halftime shows with Dr. Dre and all that. And I'm like, oh, this is the music I listened to. And during the Super Bowl, was like all these commercials were like references to, to 90s films like Cable Guy and, and, um, and what was it? Oh, Austin Powers, right? And oh, so, yeah. so that night, uh, that night I, I heard that he passed away. I'm like, oh, shit, that's, that's horrible. I mean, uh, and I'm like, oh, you know, it made me kind of reflect on my own kind of um, idea of what these filmmakers did. And unfortunately, I think this may be a sign of like a lot of these guys are growing older and maybe getting into retirement. And, you know, 
it should be a time to celebrate them now, I guess. Yeah, and it's funny that you made the Super Bowl reference because that's I like football, so that's what they're saying. It's like now that uh, Brady's retiring, they have the whole group of eclectic quarterbacks. You know, Manning, uh, Roethlisberger, all this. This it's like a class of these guys that we grew up with, and he was like the last one. And then they showed these new guys coming in, and like you know, it's like they're kind of handing the torch off. Mm-hmm, yeah. You're right. This is going to be the era where the the great directors and the just the well known guys they're going to start to go because they're hitting that kind of that age bracket where it's just time. Yeah, yeah. We grew up with these guys. We saw how the their careers shaped the landscape of of our entertainment, and Ivan Reitman certainly was a part of that. And thinking about his his filmography and and you know I think there's maybe two major stages in his career. There's that early stage with his his collaboration with Bill Murray and that second collaboration stage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so there's like the before Ghostbusters 2 and <laughs> after Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, it was like Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters, that's all Bill Murray. And then later in the late 80s and 90s it was his work with Arnold Schwarzenegger with Twins, Kindergarten, Kindergarten Cop, Junior and all that. And then late, I mean, I guess in the 2000s, he be, he he did a couple movies, but they didn't really take off as as earlier films. But I would say that I would lean more towards the era of Arnold Schwarzenegger than say Bill Murray. And that's not to say that I didn't love the Bill Murray movies. I loved those. They were com- just too, a little too young. Yeah, uh, and and also Arnold was such an icon, and to see him try comedy for the first time with Ivan Reitman directing in Twins, it was a cultural. Shake up. Needless to say, Twins is a comedy. For Schwarzenegger, his first. It was great. It's a change of pace, obviously, you know. The, instead of shooting around with machine guns and throwing explosives and so to finally do something that is uh, we have to rely totally on acting. Uh, so it was it was very refreshing. Twins puts DeVito and Schwarzenegger in the hands of Ghostbusters director Ivan Reitman, who had the idea to cast against type. I don't think I would have made the film with anyone else. Um, you know, I met them each separately on in one week, and sort of their images uh, stuck in my, my brain, and I just thought it would be great to have them together in the film, and uh, it was really written exclusively for them. It, it changed my outlook of what Arnold was as an actor and a kind of action star. He was this guy who's now doing comedy. It was, it's a, it was a fantastic time watching the Twins, you know. I, I guess you would say Schwarzenegger would have a lot to thank him for because he, he got him out of the typecast. Yeah, yeah. Because you got to think about how many movies Schwarzenegger did where he... Well, the best one is um, the one where he was uh, Hercules in New York. He didn't... You know what I mean? He, he, he was dubbed. That's how bad he was. Yeah, as, yeah. That's not Hercules. And who is that monster who looks as if he has come straight from the kingdom of the underworld? Oh, no, this is a motion picture, a play. Really, you mustn't take yourself so seriously. It doesn't even look like me. Look. What are you doing? Oh, wow. Like, there was a lot of them where he had three, four lines because he was just, he's just something to look at. And then he made it so that he could actually get his, his little, his, I guess his, his brand of humor out there. And it was really well received through the uh, Reitman movies. You know, it was the good setup. A good little two letter, two word punchline for him, you know, it was perfect. Yeah, I think just to talk about a little bit about Arnold, you know, he was this kind of action star, and I guess you know we kind of only knew him as either a killing machine or this superhero. I mean, he was either playing a, a futuristic killing machine or he was playing some kind of Conan the Barbarian type of character. You know, he wasn't real. He was kind of almost non human. And Ivan Reitman was like, can the first filmmakers go, no, I think this there's a human human side to Arnold. There's a char- charismatic side to Arnold that I think will fit well in a, in a comedy. And he proved it with twins. And the pairing of Arnold with Danny DeVito was comedy gold. You got to talk into the phone, bozo. <laughs> <laughs> Vincent. Dearest Vincent, I know you don't know who I am, but believe me, I came halfway across oh, whoa, the world. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got another six hours to pay the money back. And tell the claim brothers that harassing a man who's already in the slammer is beneath even them, all right? I don't know any claim brothers. I'm uh, your brother, Julius. Huh? Come again? My name is Julius, and I'm your twin brother. Oh, obviously. The moment I sat down, I thought I was looking into a mirror. That was a movie that I, I enjoyed and watched many times. And I would say 
Twins might be my favorite, you know, my favorite Ivan Reitman comedy. Uh, I know a lot of people love love Ghostbusters, and I do too. And a lot of people love Stripes, and I do too. But Twins, Twins, I love it because if it's on, it doesn't matter where it's at, you yeah. can just start watching it. And just, you can watch it all the way through every single time. Yeah, there's something about Twins where I think I can relate to both characters, Julius and Vincent. Julius is the immigrant guy who came to America looking for his his, his twin brother. And and Vincent, you know, Danny DeVito's character, he is the kind of the, the screw up. I'm and so s- glad this podcast doesn't have video. Because <laughs> to compare yourself, Schwarzenegger, I, yeah, I, thought, I, I thought I was looking into a mirror. <laughs> so, uh, who? wait, who am I? I'm the screw up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, th- I mean, I think that's, I think you, you make a good point because I think I do, uh, 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 associate myself or i do kind of feel for a vincent's storyline although he's kind of like the curmudgeon law-breaking backstabber i i, I just love that character Go yeah ahead. it's no no sorry i was gonna say yeah because it's like one's got nothing one's got it all but even though the one that should have it all he still feels empty he feels like he's missing something you know what I mean? I love that part of the storyline and how like Reitman made it so that the whole grass is always greener and the hate the the haves and the have nots and the, his life's perfect. Nah, he's just like us, dude. He's got things that he feels like he he's missing, things that he'd like to do, things that he's afraid of. I like all that. Also, Danny DeVito's performance in Twins is fantastic. It's it's hilarious. It is also very truthful. I mean, it, it's a flawed character, and that's that's the point of it. Look at me. Uh, do I look like someone who could play house? I mean, I'm cranky in the morning. I'm grouchy in the afternoon. I'm moody at night. I'm, like, miserable. It's an odd couple type of comedy. Oh, know? yeah. And so Schwarzenegger, and this is actually really the first time we see Schwarzenegger as a human being and someone who's an immigrant. You, you take you take for granted that Schwarzenegger came from a different country, you know. Yeah, you can you can't see him as like kind of this iconic American superhero, yet he comes from uh you know uh, from a different country and he speaks you know a different language. And you see this kind of sensibilities in Twins, and for the first time, I think we got a really great human side of Arnold Schwarzenegger in in Twins. Take out the papers and the trash, or you don't get no spending cash. If you don't scrap that kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. Yeah, and, and I think that's also his why he works well with Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman was a guy who was born in uh, uh, Czechoslovakia, and he came he came to Canada when uh, when he was a very young boy. Uh, his parents was Jewish. They escaped Nazis. I believe uh, Ivan Reitman's father was a resistant fighter uh and his and his mother uh survived auschwitz the concentration camp i mean there's some really yeah it was really tragic a lot of his yeah dang i didn't know that really tragic history with him and i think he uses that tragedy to really kind of turn that stuff to into comedy well that would make sense that would be like him and schwarzenegger kind of both having the same yeah same american dream you know what i mean like People that dream about going somewhere and having, you know, the like literally the quote unquote American dream, maybe the Canadian dream, you know what I mean? Just to <laughs> yeah, get yeah. better. And so that would be a good, that's, that might be why they had such a good relationship through those movies. Yeah, I think I, I absolutely agree. I think that's why they are, you know, they were best friends. And I think Arnold was even talking about doing a sequel to Twins just a month ago or so. And, you know, he was talking to, uh, he was talking to Ivan about possibly doing this and he was working on a script and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's just sad that, you know, Ivan Ryman's passed and, and, you know, like we, I think we should take a moment to really kind of appreciate what all the stuff he did and, and not just him. I mean, I, I guess all the filmmakers of that generation and, um, I don't know about the comedy, the comedy films that comes out today. I mean, well, if you, yeah, if you ask me now comedy is you got funny people and you put them in a funny scenario back then comedy was a funny story plug in who you'd like to see play the characters and make them funny you know what i mean so one was one was let's get a good story and we're gonna make it funny as it goes along and the other one is gonna be let's put these comedians in funny spots and tie them all together with a story you know what i mean it's kind of like they reverse it now it's like yeah, they they do it backwards instead of just straightforward <laughs> and then plug people in. Yeah, the film comedies now are so centric at the performers and the sketch 
performers and that the like story is only a second thought and where the comedies in the 80s and 90s were kind of more driven by story more driven by a, a type of character a high concept character you know twins was a kind of a high concept buddy comedy um but it there's there's something twins particularly it was about i believe about family about uh trying to find roots and trying to find you know your place in the world i mean i think it, twins i you know i looked up twins in uh rotten tomatoes and it, it gets a pretty bad score and i'm like well, f- why i mean <laughs> what the fuck yeah I, I, I never go by that i i'd rather my friend tell me that it was good or bad <laughs> Or just take a look for myself, but but it, it really it, it really seems to me like the new generation is not really connecting to these comedies. Well, they sit down and their their number one goal is to see why they're not going to like it. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. I, I was rewatching Twins, and I found myself getting really emotional <laughs> at one particular scene. It's a scene where uh, Julius and Vincent is. Uh, they just found out that their mother is alive, and they went to go see this the really the really asshole scientist. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he goes, <laughs> where he goes, you know, to Julius. He goes, uh, you know, all the good stuff went to Julius, and all the sh- shitty stuff went to Vincent, Danny DeVito's character. He was the leftovers. He was the leftovers, right? Yeah. <laughs> all the purity and strength went into Julius. All the crap that was left over went into what you see in the mirror every morning. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You tell me I'm the crap? Uh, this is not true. Well, wait a minute, Julius. I want to hear this. You tell me that I am the leftover crap that I'm no good. He's wrong. Look at him. Are you saying that I'm a side effect? And so, I that the scene in the parking lot where he where Julius uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is talking to Danny DeVito, you know, the Vincent character, and he's talking to him, and he says something about you know i was taken to a beautiful island i was cared for i was educated and don't forget i was taken to a beautiful island i was loved i was protected educated you had nobody vincent nobody to love you to trust you to encourage you i mean all life taught you was that the only person you could count on was yourself see vincent you're the missing part of my life and, and I'm the missing part of your life. And when we find Mama, we can feel the missing part of hers. We won't be alone anymore. We can be a, a family. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great. This is fantastic, you know? And yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's so heartwarming, you know? Yeah. And 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 to and see to see like Danny DeVito kind of realize that you know oh shit yeah I do want family and he's like oh you mean I could have a family I could go I could have a Christmas tree a, a Thanksgiving dinner uh, and he goes yes if, if, absolutely and, and I I just got really touched by it and I go that's the crux of that movie and that's why that movie is so important and I don't care about the Rotten Tomato score and whatever fuck them you know fuck that this is about like really this is about like loving uh your family members despite all the kind of you know bad um yeah you love their differences yeah and it it, you know it's 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 like he comes you know arnold schwarzenegger's character julius comes from this island and he's searching for his lost twin brother and then he finds that he's like this cranky guy he's a backstabber but he doesn't care he just happened to found his brother and i and totally accepts him for what who he is and who he has become and totally understands it. And I think that's a beautiful, and make, yeah. And a, he was making the excuses for him. Why even like explaining to him why he shouldn't be so hard on himself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a, such a beautiful message, I think. And it's a, this, you know, Julius is kind of this, he has this overwhelming optimism about these type of things. And I, I, I just, and it's, it's very much like a, a immigrant optimism to come here to, you know, either America or Canada or whatever, and find a place uh, to find, you know, roots and find a home and for your family. I was shocked at how good I thought <laughs> the rewatch of watching Twins and how much I was touched and moved by the story. Even though it has some really crazy parts about, you know, the stolen car and the in the the trunk, the thing in the trunk, the, you know, all that kind of. Yeah, he's still gonna <laughs> give the people what they want. To be honest, you know, the, there's a hitman subplot and stuff like that, which is a little, you know, it's a little crazy. 
but that's just that's just to move the plot along. That's real. You, you really fall in love with the, these two characters. Yeah, they played great off of each other. Yeah, it's fantastic. Even Junior, I know people hate Ju- Junior, and sure, it's not not as great as twins, and it's not as funny. But I still love seeing those two together. I wish <laughs> I wish they could, I could I wish to you know come back together and do something together. You know. Yeah. But, What's your thoughts on, on Kindergarten Cop? Because I know you're a big fan of Kindergarten Cop. and My little brother watched <laughs> Kindergarten Cop maybe twice a day his whole life. And Kindergarten Cop was, I mean, to me, it, it was really good. Um, I do enjoy the arc with Schwarzenegger again, but he went from this hard-nosed cop that'll stop at nothing to put this guy away. Then he becomes a kindergarten teacher. Arnold Schwarzenegger is Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten is like the ocean. You don't want to turn your back on it. Don't worry. Everything is under control. So he does the arc of all about me, all about my career, to becoming like a family man, almost adopting the kid who's actually using his bait, technically. Yeah, Um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, (laughs) but just this movie, you know how my whole life, me and my brother, we always do movie lines. You did them with us too. Yeah, yeah. But this was the movie that my brother constantly, constantly <laughs> did movie lines from. And it's just like whenever anything happened, he would bust out with something. And it would just it would be just the stupidest thing. It's like it's like, Oh, mom wants us to take out the trash and he goes, You know what? Boys have a girl <laughs> I mean, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina and I'm like, Okay. So no on the trash, you know what I mean? Where are we with that? But constantly, like with even when he was the cop and he was like trying to torture the witness into <laughs> yeah. testifying, and he goes, "I have nothing to do. I'm the potty pooper. We're gonna be together. Holidays, weekends." And I'm like, "Dude, you gotta give it a rest." It's like he almost made me tired of watching the movie, and I wasn't watching the movie. But I, the story was great. And I, I mean, it's it's a basic story on Kindergarten Cop, but They'd never done it to the extreme like that. They would take like a regular looking dude and maybe make him a kindergarten. You wouldn't take the biggest, strongest guy you could find on, you know, in the movies and make him a teacher, maybe, maybe some high school with like, you know, like a Mr. Carter type of thing, but to make like this pretty little school up in what, Oregon or something (laughs) like that with little, little five-year-olds, kindergartners. Now let's everybody say good morning. Mr. Kimball. Good morning, Mr. Kimball. Good morning. They're all yours. I'll be watching you. Hi. How are you? I'm very happy to be here. First, I would like to just get to know you. (laughs) (laughs) Quiet. I the, the I think the casting was great on that flick too. The guy that plays a bad cop, he almost kind of looked like a weird version of Patrick Swayze, the oh, bad the, dude. The, uh, Richard Tyson. Yeah, he played. I, mean, I I hate that guy. I hate him and everything he does. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought he was great. I mean, I, he plays. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He's great, and you hating him. Well, he I remember him in in, in a movie called Three O'clock High, where he plays the yes. the, the bully. Yes, yeah. dude, that's like his first thing when. And it was uh, the guy that played in uh, the guy that played Casey on uh, Young Guns. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Casey yeah, some Moscow. Casey some Moscow. Sabasco. Yeah, something like, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, he was even a jerk back then. Dude. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, you know maybe that's why I've always had that because I I know I saw Three O'clock High when it was like when I was real young, so maybe that's what it was. He always left that taste kind of where he was just a jerk. Made me mad, Jerry. Now I'm gonna have to do something to work it off. Work it off. You and me, we're going to have a fight today after school, three o'clock in the parking lot. You try and run, I'm going to track you down. You go to a teacher, it's only going to get worse. You sneak home, I'm going to be under your bed. You and me, three o'clock. Richard Tyson is a character actor or an actor um, who, yeah, I think this might be the the height of his career, uh, playing the villain in Kindergarten Cop, because I don't really see him anymore. I mean, I I think I saw him uh, really quick in Black Hawk Down, and yeah, and actually, you know, it's funny, he was pretty good in Black Hawk Down, <laughs> and he was he was a good guy, <laughs> and I think he was in a couple of uh, Pete Fairley or the Fairley Brothers comedies. 
I certainly remember him in Kingpin, where he plays a, a strip club bouncer, <laughs> where they, where uh, Randy Quaid gets lost, and Woody Harrelson and uh, the girl goes to the strip club and goes, hey, have you seen a big Amish guy come through here? And the, 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 the guy goes, kind of stupid. <laughs> well, feast your eyes. Hey, you seen a big Amish guy come through here, 40 stocky, sort of friendly? Kind of stupid. Well, naive. Feast your eyes. That was, that was the guy. That was Richard Tyson. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at it right now, and, and for the credit on that movie, Kingpin, he's the owner of Stiffy's. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that bar, if anybody needed to know, for, uh, I don't know, like, um, what do they call it? Um, movie trivia? It's called Stiffy's. <laughs> I, I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't really when i rewatched uh, kindergarten cop i oh, don't say it don't say it i don't think it hold up for me <laughs> look i look i i love the idea that arnold Schwarzenegger is playing with kids i think that's the that's the the best thing about it yeah. and, and i think the movie is always going to be remembered for its movie quotes i think this is going to be probably the best movie quoted movie or comedy certainly in ivan reitman's career cuz everyone remembers you know I'm a copy idiot, you know. I'm Detective John Kimball, and and uh, that's not a Duma, and you know, um, police school. <laughs> shut up! It's shut not up. a Duma. <laughs> you know what? I'll add a, a a string of sound bites right here. I'll just put all, I'll put all the I'll put all the quotes right now. Just both. It's like forty five minutes. <laughs> Freeze! I'm a cop, you idiot. I'm Detective John Kimball. This man is under arrest. So who are you, man? Shit! I'm the party pooper. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. This is your new class mascot. What happened to your dog? Now we're going to do something extremely fun. We're going to play a wonderful game called Who is my daddy and what does he do? What's the matter? Oh, I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. Stop whining. Your kids are soft. You lack discipline. But I've got news for you. You are mine now. You belong to me. You're not going to have your mommy slump behind you anymore and wipe your little tushes. Oh, no. It's time now to turn this mush into muscles. I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Take your toy back to the carpet. I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. Take it back. Yeah, so I think this movie is going to be mostly remembered for that because it is one of the most quotable movies and that we, like you were saying, your brother uh, was quoting all the time. We were quoting all the time. And yeah, yeah, go yeah ahead. I'm sure if I watch this for the first time now, like if I try to get my, my kids are like 14, 13, they might be like, oh, that was cool. But if it was a 25 year old and never heard of it, sat them down and watched it, they'd be like, okay, like, I don't think it would hit at all. If they hadn't seen it when they were young, they I don't think I don't think other people understand like the the idea of Arnold Schwarzenegger playing against children and how funny that just concept is. Yeah, because of twins and because of Kindergarten Cop, uh, action stars now do this. You know, you see Dwayne the Rock Johnson do a kid friendly movie with he's you know he's trying to teach little children. You know that that comes up in his career. Yeah. Um, Even uh, what Vin Diesel did it. Um, they got WWE stars doing it. It's everybody's doing it. It's a it's a good premise. It's a good formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and kids love it. And guess what? Their parents got to take them to go watch it. So that's double the, <laughs> you know, it's asses in seats. That's what makes the money. And that was because of Ivan Reitman, and what uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger did with with certainly with Kindergarten Cop and. And also with twins, just changing up his the the persona of of an action star turning comedian, because that was the these were the first times we ever seen this done. You know, usually yeah. an action star would just stay in that action genre, genre, yeah, and a comedian will stay in a comedian genre, and they never would mix. Well, what I like about Schwarzenegger a lot is he is his own straight man. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like when he says the joke, he's the punchline, but he's also the straight man. And so it's like, wow, it's, but you get used to it. That's what makes it funny. You know what I mean? I love it. Like when he's almost making fun of himself, it's, 
It's great. And like he does subtle things like in the like in twins when he sees Stallone and in the poster <laughs> and then he looks at his own arm and he just <laughs> he like he waves it. it. Yeah. yeah, like there's nothing. There was this great story about how Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, because he had such an intense rivalry with Stallone. But, oh, yeah, during the heydays of action stars, yeah. and But they became good friends later in the 90s, and he was telling the story. I forgot which uh, which talk show, but he was talking about a story about how he was offered um, uh, uh, Mama Don't Shoot or Hey Mom Don't Stop Shoot. Stop or Mama Shoot. Stop, yeah, so, he, so Arnold Schwarzenegger was offered the role, the starring role for the comedy, uh, Stop Mom or what's it called again? <laughs> Stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> Dude, they had the girl, the old lady from uh, Golden Girls. Right. Still giddy. <laughs> and that's an Ivan Reitman produced comedy, I believe. And that's probably the reason why he was offered this role. And he read the script for Stop or My Mom Would Shoot. And he just said it's, it's, a ter- it's one of the worst comedies ever. <laughs> and so he passed it. And I guess they went to Sylvester Stallone. Because they came to me because they uh, Hollywood knew that I was <laughs> wanting to get out of t- just doing action movies and do comedies. That's why I did then Twins and Kindergarten Cop and movies right. like that. <laughs> Thank you. But so they came to me with this other movie, and uh, I forgot what it was called. Uh, Stop or my mother Stop will shoot. Stop or my mom will shoot, exactly. <laughs> That's right. And so I read the script, and it was a piece of <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. And so I said to myself, I'm not going to do this movie. So then they went to Sly, and uh, then Sly called me and he says, hey, have they ever talked to, him, uh, to you about this movie? And I said, yeah. I said, I was thinking about doing it. I said, this, this is a really brilliant idea, this movie. And so when he heard that, because he was in competition, he immediately called him and says, look, whatever it takes, I do the movie. <laughs> So he did the movie. Wow. And of course, the movie went major into the toilet. <laughs> nice. And he did it, and it was like one of the most, you know, worst reviewed comedies. I know, I, I had to have seen it. But yeah, it was nothing to remember. It was like, yeah, it was one of those, let's see, like, cop and a half, it's one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that type Let's of see thing. if we can get anybody to pay for this. You know, <laughs> you know what? It's funny, because we're talking about the classics on Reitman. Mm-hmm, yeah. They... It's almost like he stopped. It feels like he stopped after maybe early 90s, you know, kindergarten copish. But I got to tell you, um, some of his non-classics are a couple of those movies where I, it's, it's almost like a, not that I'm embarrassed to say that I love, but that I, I really do enjoy. So I don't know if uh, I can take a second just to throw two of them out there. like. Yeah. Good, yeah, and I didn't even know that he did these until I was looking up his filmography. And, uh, okay, my first one is Evolution. And I think we were talking about this, the David Duchovny. Yeah, yeah. And Orlando Jones. I don't know why. that And Scott Stifler. That movie, <laughs> it's it, it's not like I watched that movie and walked out knowing more about the world and feeling enlightened. <laughs> but for that hour and 35 minutes, it was pure delight. Ooh. How are you going in? I might be able to catch it in his colon. <laughs> All right, flip it. I'll get the lubricant. There's no time for lubricant. There's always time for lubricant. This summer, is there some sort of alien attack happening here? Have a nice end of the world. Evolution. Good gugamugga. I thought it was very hilarious. It was it was funny. It had its own little puns and gags. Uh, dude. Like and I didn't know he put that one together, but so when I, I got to give him props. That was that's a movie I thoroughly enjoyed. And it, I mean, I don't know what it did box office wise, but it was good for me. I dug it. And then, yeah, oh, was, wait, did you like that one or no? Yeah, I I, I like that movie. I mean, I know it. I think it was critically panned. I don't think it did well in the box office, but uh, it's a it's a film that I think really says something about that time. And I think. Um, David Duchovny is some somewhat of a low key great comedian. I don't think he gets respect for his comedy chops. He's all, always just known for his like X Files stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I like is that he 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 reached out and did that type of a, a role. Yeah, and he kind of reminds me of that Bill Murray kind of snark a little bit. You know, he's kind of a throwback. And um, yeah, yeah that was two thousand and one. So. That would be, I mean, I think it's before that show Californication and all that stuff. So I think yeah, this yeah. would be his big thing or like the next thing after, um, yeah, X-Files. Yeah, I think this, this was the same year he kind of 
appeared in the Zoolander movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome in. So yeah, I think I think he was. It's just unfortunate. I think what happened was like I think people got more. I don't know. They maybe turned off by some of this kind of uh, wacky comedy type of stuff, and um, you know, it's also the same year as nine eleven. So I think after that happened, uh, people just people got darker, more cynical, maybe. But um, I, I I really appreciate it. It was like the heyday. It was a heyday of like CGI, and and I actually watched it recently, and it kind of holds up. It's not the greatest, you know, special effects, but it still kind of holds up. Yeah. It's, it definitely feels like they didn't just throw something at the wall. They, they put some money and some effort into it. Yeah. And also it's like what Ivan Reitman does best. It has this kind of, uh, uh, ensemble cast. It has this kind of really great ensemble cast that. Yeah. I, Cause it's got Julie Moore in there. He yeah, was hilarious. She was great. Yeah. So there was, there's, there's a lot of things to like about that movie. But it is, I think now it does feel a little bit like a time capsule. It really does feel like a 2001 movie, but. Yeah, it's 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 got a little niche. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So what, what was the other one that you. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm going to get kicked out of. Like, if I had any kind of, um, say, respect or clout, it's about to all go away. <laughs> Super ex-girlfriend. <laughs> my super ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, my super ex-girlfriend, 2006. This summer, if you thought breaking up was hard... You rat! I got your back! Try breaking up with a superhero. <laughs> Don't let go. I hear you, homegirl. I got it. What did you just call me? Uma Thurman. What do you call 911? <laughs> that was close. <laughs> Luke Wilson. <laughs> You gotta laugh to keep from crying, right? My super ex-girlfriend. Deep down, I had a feeling that you'd realize your mistake and come back to me. That's why I didn't kill you. <laughs> Uma Thurman, who I love, dude. You remember? Do you remember when we were younger? It took us forever. We were looking for um, even cowgirls get the blues, where she was <laughs> hitchhiking and she had them big old thumbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I, for some reason, ever since like she was in the the Pearl and Baron Munchausen, I've always loved Uma Thurman <laughs> before Pulp Fiction, before all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I saw that she was going to be like a superhero chick, I was I was more than in. And then uh, Luke Wilson, uh, you know, he's he's alright, he's he's cool. Yeah. And then um, the premise I thought was hilarious because it's kind of like we always get the male uh, superhero kind of thing, and he's a superhero, and then he's a person. So it's like even when he's a person. It's like it's hidden his identity even from maybe a girlfriend or a spouse. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So this guy, so I liked that it was a girl and it was a guy, and then uh, the guy's the one that without the superpowers, then he realizes, and then he actually breaks up with her. So he pisses off the most powerful mm -hmm. person on the planet. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's just <laughs> to me, it was funny, and uh, I remember really liking it when I watched it. So it might have been a time where I needed something different, mm -hmm. a different kind of funny in my life. Cause I just remember enjoying it. And I was like, I knew when I was enjoying it, like there should, all of this should be missing. <laughs> like every time I laugh, I, it should have been something that I was like, dude, that missed that joke missed. But for some reason, the first time I saw it, it hit and I remember watching it and how funny it was the first time I watched it. And I mean, it's got Anna Ferris. And then the whole, uh, when I was watching this, it linked it to, uh, Ivan Reitman's daughter that's in this. Uh, Catherine Reitman, and it was so funny because one of her credits was uh, she's in uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She plays uh, Marine Ponderosa. They call her Dead Tooth, <laughs> and it's so funny because as soon as they said that, I'm look. I was looking at her. I'm like, you know what? She's. I think she's good looking, but she could like she all of a sudden looked like she was gonna be. She could be related to Ivan Reitman, but it's just it's just so funny because that I told you about uh, a little while later that I linked that one, and it started showing. Uh, a lot of her movie credits from when she was a kid that uh, Ryben would put her in a lot of his his movies, like um, as just like a, a kindergarten cop. She was a, played a third grader, and uh, I think she was the baby in Ghostbusters Two. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's cool. Like this was what he did for a living. He made movies, and the fact that he brought his his children into it, you know what I mean? It, it kind of gave you. An insight into how he felt about him. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like these are his movies, but these he's so these are such a part of him that he even wanted his family to be a part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's like he he takes the film 
making business as like a family business and he wants to pass that to his kids. I mean, Jason Reitman has become a really acclaimed filmmaker. Uh, he has done some uh, really some terrific dramas, but also he recently did the 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 ghost the latest Ghostbusters sequel. Oh and, yeah, and um and it seems like you know Catherine was as a comedian and an, an actress, so I, this all kind of a, a becomes a part of a family business. It actually kind of reminds me of Francis Ford Coppola and the stories that you know he put his children in in his movies, and like a lot of people complained about Sofia Coppola in The Godfather Three, but mm. you you kind of get it. You kind of get like you know <laughs> th these are these are you know just like Ivan Reitman, just like Fra Francis Ford Coppola. They're kind of these immigrant guys who come, you know, they have this immigrant sensibilities, and when you come from an immigrant background, you want to put your family in in the stuff you're doing. Yeah, you wanted the sharing your your wealth is their wealth, and let's you know what I mean. Let's let's keep it going. Let's, yeah, it's yeah. all it's all family. It's all about family. It's all based on kind of like let's do this all together. And I think but that. The, but okay, the only thing is the Coppola reference. <laughs> okay, only because you're talking about okay. Here's the two Coppolas that he got in: his daughter, Godfather Three, and Adrian from Rocky. There's a big difference in the acting on those two guys. You know what I mean? You, there's big big. But I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, but then you also see like Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall, their their brothers, yeah. brother and sister. That took me forever to put those ones together. <laughs> so the, it has happened before, and again, I mean, Italian Americans, you know, uh, you know, Ivan Reitman being from uh, Czechoslovakia, you know, there, there's something about kind of uh, having an immigrant background, I guess. And you, you got to know that, especially from from their point of view, it's I bet you it's their parents, their mom, their mom doesn't give a shit what they do because their mom, <laughs> you know what I mean. You put your brother in a movie. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. I can see that happening, especially from an immigrant parent. She doesn't give a shit how famous you are. Oh, I'm yeah, going to yeah. tell you, right, right. you're going to put your kid in the movie. You're going to put my brother in your movie. You know what I mean? Right. You, you give him a job. You give him something yeah. to do. <laughs> give him something to do. It feels like he's just sitting here eating off of, a, eating off of your plate. Let him, let him make his own plate. So yeah, and then also that you know, with that it becomes there's there's a sweetness to that too. I mean, I think, and that also reflects in his movies as well. I mean, I, I think his 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 comedies really kind of reflect a, fa a family value, sweetness, and uh, even though you know, like his earlier stuff was more kind of uh, you know because he he's famous for producing Animal House, and that's kind of a uh, kind of a raunchy kind of college uh, frat party uh, comedy. There's there's an innocence to it anyway. You know, it's not there for shock value yeah my thing is kind of like with the bringing the kids into the movie it's kind of like it was it's such a part of him that it's he's entrusting his family to it you know what i mean yeah that she he wanted to share that with his family you know to this kids yeah i think also part of it is like you, you know when you make these type of movies it takes so much time so much of your time and i think he doesn't want to be left away from his family so mm -hmm. the only way you could do that is have them near the set and have them in the movies yeah again i think this is a, just another reflection of what i mean i think ivan ryman has this this reput reputation of of someone who is very much loved in the in the community in the film community i don't i don't i haven't really heard a bad thing about him uh, people really loved his take as as serving as a producer and someone who was so giving with his um advice uh, yeah, so there was so many stories about when he passed that that he would just contact someone and tell them like, "Well, this is my ideas for to make your film better," and they would accept it because it's Ivan Reitman. <laughs> you know, you would be a fool. Yeah. You'd be he a fool. Talking about. Yeah, you'd be a fool not to take his advice and and really it was there because he wants to make you know the community better and makes these films better and um, yeah, which is good. It's very unselfish approach, you know. Yeah. It's not like, hey, I'm going to keep all my secrets for myself. So every time they want a, a blockbuster type of movie that they got to come to me, it's kind of like, why would I keep this just for myself? It's like, I, I want to share this with people. I want people making these movies on their own. Uh, it's it's very selfless. I, I, I totally agree. It's, it's like one of the last guys that like nobody has anything bad to say. He's just he's just really for the love of the art and for the the outcome. Um I don't know. I don't. You say it's it's a sad day when those kind of those types of legends uh, leave us. Uh, it's yeah. You feel like someone you know, someone a part of you is kind of uh, a part of your childhood. 
yeah. big one is just going. It's it's yeah. It's it's also it's it's sad that someone's passed away, but it's also sad that that knowledge is gone too. You know. Yeah. What's your feelings on on Dave the movie? <laughs> I, I watched it once, and I I don't know if it's because of my political thing. I'm, I'm not I'm not a political person at all. Like almost to the point where it's it's embarrassing. Like you know how people say don't talk about politics. It's not that I wouldn't talk about politics because I don't want to offend anybody. I don't know enough to get in a conversation. <laughs> um, I, I I do watch. I did watch it. I love Sigourney Weaver, mm-hmm. but I mean that's more from Aliens. Aliens best sci-fi movie ever. Uh, <laughs> but um, it, it was cool. It was campy. Um, but yeah, uh, not, not I, I can't say <laughs> not your favorite. Not a big fan. <laughs> okay, I, I yeah. like I like the movie a lot. I think the movie's funny. Uh, you know, it's. It, I, I would say this is not really a political comedy. I mean, it, it deals with politics because the yeah, president. He's. Kevin. I think it's just. I think that's what my mind said <laughs> to stay away from it because I didn't see it when it first came out either. Oh, okay. It took a long time. This is one of my wife's favorite movies, oh, which okay. is hilarious, right? I love horror. She can't stand it. <laughs> this really. She finally sat me down to watch one, and I'm. I might have been protesting, wanting to watch something else, so I didn't give it a fair shake. But I did. I do remember seeing it, but I saw it as a, like. Within the last five years. <laughs> well, Kevin Klein plays a guy who looks like the president. And when the president uh, has a stroke and becomes incapacitated, he, uh, Kevin Klein gets hired to play the president. So it's it's not really necessarily like a kind of like political like that. But it's it's just kind of like this political fantasy thing and comedy thing. And yeah, it's fun. It's 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 also kind of a romantic comedy because he falls in love with the first lady who is Sigourney Weaver, and she you know doesn't realize that it's a, a actor. So you know you have to like kind of check your brain at the door, but uh, it works in a way for this kind of you know fantasy romantic comedy thing. Dude, I'm looking at the cast. This I don't remember all these people, man. <laughs> this is a huge cast, well, really. It wa- is. Watch it again. I mean, I think the relationship with Kevin uh, with Kevin Klein and Vin Rains it was a really highlight of that movie. Uh, Vin Rains was fantastic. He was like, I think he was a, I want to say he's a security guard or what's it called? Uh, 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 secret service. Yeah, I think he's a secret service guy. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you something. Uh, I don't know. I've never liked Kevin Klein. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, but you know what it was? I don't know what the first thing I saw him in was. But then finally, I started getting into Westerns when I was younger. Silverado. And then I saw Silverado. Mm-hmm. And it totally redeemed him for me. And so I know I have I saw this after I saw Silverado. So maybe maybe if I... See, if I didn't hate him back then, I could have saw it earlier. Maybe I would have liked it better. But yeah, I I, I want to say that Silverado and this were the only two movies I've ever seen of his. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I I don't know what it is about him. Something I don't. <laughs> I don't. I like I said. Now I have nothing against him. I actually like him. Silverado was amazing. But yeah, for a long time until I saw Silverado, I I couldn't just even his name. I don't know. Maybe it was I got confused with Calvin Klein. I don't. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, yeah, I mean, I could see it. I mean, I have certain actors who I kind of avoid, too, you know, uh, and, like, I don't understand their careers. So I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I would recommend give Dave a, ch- a second chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, give it up. I think it's, it's, I think it's a very different uh, type of movie for Ivan Reitman, and I think it's uh, it's certainly a cult classic. And or I, I guess it did well enough. I think people really do enjoyed it. And it's considered one of his better films. But to me, yeah, like, you know, f- for us, I mean, it's Twins, it's Kindergarten Cop, and it's Ghostbusters. Those movies are going to define Ivan Reitman for us. Yeah, like when you hear Ivan Reitman, that's who you think of. And we should mention that our second episode was dedicated to Ghostbusters. So I would recommend, you know, if you want to hear our thoughts on Ghostbusters, go ahead and listen to that. And uh, that's why we kind of avoided talking about Ghostbusters uh, is there any other movies about uh, that Ivan Reitman you want to talk about really quick? No, I mean, th- that's it. I mean, everybody's, you're doing a disservice if you don't go check out at least uh, more than half of his, just just his directing alone. You know, he's he's so good. Just just pull up his name on IMDb, like uh, play uh, Spin the Bottle and whatever <laughs> one it lands on, just give it a look and it's going to be better than you thought it was. Especially when we revisit them, except for Kindergarten Cop, apparently, for some people. <laughs> Even a revisit's worth it on those flicks. I'll watch Dave. I'll watch it. I swear. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, I would say that just to cap off this episode of Ivan Reitman, our celebration of his work, I'll just say that, you know, I think he, he means a lot to us. He means a lot to this generation. And I think his humanity shows, his family values shows in his work. Uh, he is a, a someone who I, uh, you know, like I said, when I heard that that story or heard the, you know, when I was logging online and I saw that the news that he passed away, it really felt, I really felt like this was an end or maybe the beginning of an end of, the, of a certain era of filmmakers. And um, I, got, I got pretty sad because uh, that means like all our great movies are kind of are being forgotten or, or maybe being. I don't know. It's 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 a it's a it's a kind of a weird feeling. Uh, becoming older, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say my kids are my kids have are true. They always call me old. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would also agree to check out his filmography. Check out some of the films. Uh, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters two. You know, uh, <laughs> even Evolution and my super ex girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> but Dave and 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 twins and Kindergarten Cop and. I would say Meatballs and Stripes too. I mean, those are his earlier films, yeah. and um, yeah, it's it's such a kind of it's a small list of films, but a, it was something that really made an impact in our culture. And, yeah, even if you haven't seen them, you've heard of them. Yeah, and he definitely influenced a whole lot of uh, uh, comedy filmmakers. Judd Apatow, you know, uh, or who who some of the other new ones that kind of are the followers of Ivan Reitman. Would Would you say Rogan? Seth, Seth Rogen, sure, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's making some flicks, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. I think all these guys kind of are writing the coattails of Ivan Reitman and some of the other guys from the eighties and nineties. You know, yeah, definitely. And I, I, I think they're smart too because they're not just doing the huge blockbuster ones; they're doing movies that mean, uh, that might be personally mean a lot to them, and they're realizing that if you make it and it tells a good story, that you draw people in just by that alone. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that what you could learn from Ivan Reitman was, was that he was such involved with the story. I mean, you hear these stories about how it took forever to come up with these scripts. He was always rewriting them, always in the production process. He was always fine tuning them into a, to something until to get get to a point where he was ready to shoot it. And I think that should be the greatest thing we take from Ivan Reitman because some of the comedies. That come out now, it feels like it, they just wrote it in two seconds. I think some of them they did, <laughs> <laughs> or they they looked to, to to remake something that was already made. You know what I mean? One yeah, of those deals. Really, yeah. it's yeah. It feels very lazy when it comes to some of the some of the recent comedies. All right, so th that was our episode of Ivan Ryman. Uh, uh, we'll be back with a new episode, hopefully very soon. I mean, I know this episode took a while. I mean, uh, we have some scheduling conflicts, but we're definitely going to try to have a steady flow of episodes coming out. And so we'll say... Yeah, we don't want you to think we just do this. <laughs> we're very important people. We got other stuff going on. So I want to say that thank you for listening to Tarantino's and... Uh, keep listening we'll have some great stuff in the future and we'll we'll talk about more stuff uh, more f movies and yeah. yeah thank you to all the listener out there <laughs> <laughs> all right and until next time uh take it easy <laughs>